G'day Couch Critics, it's Sog and Brad here for another episode. Uh, it's been a while since we've uh, had a little chat, but we're, we're back and, and we're talking about some, some new things that come out. It's, it is the off-season, so you know the, the A-League news has been a bit drip-fed at the moment. But in the last kind of fortnight, we've had a new CBA, a new collective bargaining agreement for the players uh, from the PFA. And there's also been some huge W League news, some new teams coming in the next couple of seasons. Bradley, how you been? Yeah, I've been pretty good. I've had the week off work, so there's been a lot of uh, video game playing and um, a bit of binging uh, yesterday with the wallet. I went out and uh, bought some football jerseys off um, Classic Football Shirts. Is that the website? Yeah. Um, I've been introduced by Samuel, so um, either I love him or hate him for that. And I'm getting a mystery box as well. I thought, you know, I'm getting the new jerseys. I might as well go all out. So that'll be some videos there in the future for sure. Um, but, yeah, I'm doing uh, pretty good, as one can be in lockdown at the moment. Very nice, very nice. Yeah, this is um, my my new – I got this out of a mystery box. The wife saw the splurge and nice bird of Bremen awake it. Not too bad. It's, I wouldn't have bought it myself, but it's, it's pretty nice. Yeah, I guess that's the good thing about the mystery boxes. Probably wouldn't buy it, but uh, we're pretty happy with the results in the end. Unless you get Sevilla. Isn't Sevilla the um, the bit of the um, the dud? I think that's what most of them send out. Nobody gets the brand new Inter jerseys or anything like that. It's, it's all the cheap ones off classic football shirts, but it's still a good surprise. I, I, I like it. So yeah. anything to get new football kids. Uh, yeah. Speaking of, before we jump in, you know, yeah. some new football kits coming out in the last couple of days. Brisbane released theirs a few weeks ago. Uh, Perth dropped theirs two-day average. Uh, and Adelaide dropped their home kit just a couple of days ago. And it is clean. Not yeah. as good as last year's, but, but still pretty clean. Uh, Central Coast to come. We're waiting on, you know, Sydney FC, Wanderers, all those kind of... Uh, those jerseys to come out, but yeah, some new kits. And so we're definitely going to review the kits come the start of the season. Once and, actually and let us know in the comments on YouTube. And I don't know if we have comments on the, the podcast website, but uh, let us know if you'd like to hear us talk more about jerseys because we love jerseys. Obviously we've got some pretty, um, not normal jersey. Well, Spain's fairly normal, but you know, we haven't got an A-League jersey or a Premier League jersey on right now. So let us know if you want to, have more videos on jerseys and maybe even our collection of jerseys. I'll probably do that even if you don't ask for it. I'll probably just show you these are my jerseys and this is where I got them from. But anyway, let's get into uh, the video. Absolutely. So new collective bargaining agreement, a CBA for the teams. Minimum wage levels are going to rise, new salary cap information and also the announcement of uh, an extra marquee spot as well. So... Pretty good. There's up to $1.2 million outside the salary cap. Uh, Bailey, what's kind of excites you about this news for, for the A-League? I think it's just good to see um, our players being able to be paid more. I think what in the A-League, it's now the minimum wage of, you know, if you were working full-time, what is it, 42, 44,000, I think you said it was. The women's, I mean, it's not, Close to that, but it's a massive increase. I think you said about thirty odd percent increase in the minimum wage in the W League, which is great. It's never going to overnight. It's never going to be the women aren't going to be paid the same as the men. But 
Um, they're taking good steps forward and, you know, the women's game in this country will improve and, and the pay in the men's is increasing. I think we went down from 3.2 million in the salary cap down to 2.1. And those were the two seasons, the year we didn't have COVID and the year we had COVID. And now it's gone back up an extra half million to 2.6. So um, a slight increase, not back to the levels of pre-COVID, but it's encouraging and the sport's going in the right direction. The competition's going in the right direction and it's good to see more money getting involved and the opportunity for another marquee spot, whether a club will be able to fill three marquee spots, that'll we'll be, we'll have to wait and see, but you know, it's good to have that extra option. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. So I think you can have two marquee players at the moment and they've added this extra money for designated players. So I don't know how that's different to a marquee, but uh, they're saying it's about, between three hundred thousand and six hundred thousand dollars uh, for a wage that you can spend on a designated player. So, I mean, that's that's not your your big stars, but it's definitely going to open up some some interesting options for clubs uh, to to bring in some kind of firepower. Um, mm. You expect it mostly to be used on on players like strikers or attacking midfielders, but yeah, I think it's pretty good. Um, and yeah, I think just the, the changes to the wages, you know, the $45,000 a year uh, is the, the base of a 16 to 19 year old. And then it increases from there. Like, that's, that's pretty good. If you're a 19 year old, it, it makes professional football a viable option. You know, you're not yeah. getting stuff up. And, and as for the W League, you know, currently they've upped the minimum wage to 17000 okay. 17,000. Um, but you do have to remember that they don't play a, as long a season. They don't play as long competition. It's, it's only a half a year kind of commitment. Yeah. And they're not so, full-time actually, professional as well. Yeah, that's right. So it's, it's better. And, it, and it's, I think it's just steps towards a more professional kind of environment, uh, which is really good. Um, I like that the salary cap's kind of heading on its way up to 2.6 million and uh option of it going higher if you know uh this kind of tv agreement with channel 10 and paramount and all that kind of really lifts the injection of cash into the competition and um, that'd be great to see more and more money in the in the game so that we can actually compete with asia because i mean we've lost some champions league spots uh it's becoming a bit more difficult for our clubs to to compete mm. with i mean countries like bangladesh <laughs> who are spending tons of money on football or um, Thailand, who who just splashing cash. Um, we've dropped behind a couple of interesting nations who love their football and, yeah, are, are putting the cash in and seeing the results. So it'd be good to see that happen for um, early teams as well. You know, the the floor of the salary cap, which is ninety percent, which is two point two five million. Uh, that means the Jets actually have to spend two point two five million this season. <laughs> Central Coast Mariners and some other clubs who you like to yeah, skirt on the lower side, you know, get away with a bit of bit of saving. Yeah, for sure. No, I think I think it's I think it's healthy to have a salary cap because I think you know what goes on in a lot of other countries, and I think China's brought in a salary cap in reaction to just the amount of money that's being spent, and I think it's important to restrict spending. And I think, you know, we could probably spend, we can spend a lot more. I think the, the AFL who has the biggest salary cap in this country is about 12 mil. So we can still go a bit higher. Um, but yeah, I, I think it's got its purpose. Salary cap. We don't want 
the big teams just splashing the cash because I'm sure some of those, especially Melbourne City, can do that. And that's just not fun for anyone. Um, but um, to have those three salary, um, those three or two, and then the, the designated player award, I think that'd be good. Um, that those bigger clubs can go all out um, for those big players. Yeah, um, absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah, it's, it's exciting. It, and I think other things in the CBA were just, you know, uh, improved standards of, you know, health and safety. And, you know, Alex Wilkinson came out and said, you know, it's a recognition of these players who made these sacrifices during the COVID season and they spent time away from their families. And uh, it's only right that they kind of get a bit from that. You know, they, they live for our entertainment, you know, football, sport, at the end of the day, it's entertainment. It's not, it's not really necessary. <laughs> and so, you know, that they would sacrifice that we continue to enjoy the A-League, you know, the best league in the world, um, that they, they get something back for that. So, so that's pretty cool to see. Yeah, for sure. Uh, moving on to the other kind of big announcement in the last uh, week or so, which is to do with the W League and some new teams coming in uh, starting next season. Wellington Phoenix, the Knicks have finally got a women's team. How good's that? Yeah, no, it's pretty exciting. I always love expansion news. And Wellington were knocking on the door last year. I think there were some issues about... Um, is it something to do with the amount of New Zealanders in the team? I think Wellington, because obviously they're not an Australian club in the men's, they say, all right, your how many of your players have to be Australian-based? They'll just become New Zealand-based. They weren't given the same exemption for the W League. I think that was the talk yeah, last right. year, which was pretty crap. Um, I don't know if they've sorted that out or whether they've been given a bit of exemption from that, though, but I think it's really good to see Wellington in the combo. I think they'll probably be based in Australia, which... Um, uh, it's, just, it's just how things are at the moment. We'll probably have to be like that for hopefully the next couple of months. Hopefully they can finish off the season in New Zealand, but it's great. And obviously the news of Central Coast Mariners who play the first couple of seasons in the W League, they're going to be back. And Western United, that's really good to see them committing to football. I mean, uh, women's football. They've committed to women's football down in Melbourne already. They formed a partnership with Calder United, I think it is. And it's it's good. You know, I, I know they get a lot of hate, especially for their stadium and I think it's deserved, but um, love them or hate them, you know, Western United are here for the long haul and it's good to see them committing to women's football. You know, it's, it's really yeah. exciting to see that. And, it, and the, the introduction of, I think they call the club championship as well, where combined points of both A-League and W-League, that's, I think that's a pretty cool thing. Um, it's not unheard of in Australian sports. A lot of, um, I know rugby league and rugby union comps across, you know, first reserves, under-18s, women's, they combine all the points to declare a, a club champion. So that's not something unheard of. And, you know, maybe maybe it's a hint that, you know, all the A-League clubs will have to have a W-League team. Maybe it's a hint that, you know, maybe all the W-League teams will have to have an A-League team. So maybe Canberra might uh, get in there yeah. at the moment. Yep. Uh, but this isn't talking about cameras. This is talking about the new expansion teams. Oh, I love it. I, ca- I can't wait to see them. So it looks like Central Coast Western United for next season in Wellington for the 2021-22 season. Yeah, yeah. And, and I think you made a good point there about uh, Western United. And I think it applies to the Knicks as well because uh, I'm not really sure where Wellington are with their license at the moment in the A-League. Uh, but this is a sign for Western and for Wellington that, they're here for the long term, you know, putting down a women's team, they're putting down roots, uh, you know, they're not 
Western aren't turning up any routes to, to build a stadium, but their their football department is here and it's and it's here for the long term. So that's really cool to see. And um, as for Central Coast, yeah, I mean it's just good to see them back because they were there in the first couple of years, and and I'm I'm not really sure why they dropped off. If anyone does know, was it finance kind of things, which wouldn't surprise me. I don't know. Uh, awesome to see in the back, and and that just that'll be for the year just before the World Cup, the Women's World yeah, Cup. Yeah, the 2022-23 season. And that'll take the competition up to, uh, is that up to 12 teams? Yep. Excellent. So yeah, they won't have MacArthur, but they'll have Canberra. Yes. Yeah, absolutely. So it would be nice to see MacArthur kind of get a women's team in as well and then see Canberra get an A-League team. And, and that might just bulk out that season a little bit more. Hopefully they do start to expand that season and... and and make it a bit longer, and that'd be great to see. You know, it's definitely great news for the women's comp, and it means there'll be more games. I don't know whether they'll go beyond playing 12 games, but there'll definitely be a couple more games because there's more teams. And that extra game in the finals, I'm actually happy with, so 1v2 and 3v4, because before the top two could have missed out on the grand final completely, and I guess, you know, you got to win those games to make the grand final, but I always thought it was a bit crap that you know you you play the whole season and potentially one and two could be gone um from the final so at least it guarantees one or two one of them will make the grand final and i mean that's i mean that's normally the way it goes we've seen the a league no one's ever won the competition outside the top two and except for melbourne victory so when melbourne victory beat the jets yes they're the only team to do it Mm. um and often the, the top two make the final so uh, it's good to give that just extra chance for W League teams to do that to reward you know the team that's been the best over the season, which is kind of natural. Yeah, uh, Bradley, there's there's not really been too much else in football news. Um, there's a bit of uh, the results of the the player survey from last season came out. Uh, no surprise that those two home games at uh, in New Zealand were rated by the players to have the best atmosphere, which is just hopefully COVID buggers off and we can get games back in, in New Zealand soon because uh, those poor Wellington fans, have, uh, they've gone through a lot. Yeah. And um, the, the field at Adelaide, best, best place to play, you know, in terms of the, the pitch, which, I mean, just shows you the, the need for football-specific stadiums, right? When you've got pitches that are playing three different sports on them in winter, uh, it destroys the pitch. But if you can get your own stadium where it's just football all the time, then it actually makes for a better playing surface, which hopefully we'll uh, see that happen for a few more clubs in the future. Yeah, no, that's good news. And we also saw the uh, the debut of Channel 10 um, hosting football. We saw that with the Socceroos and then the other night with the yep. FFA Cup. It was a bit rocky with the FFA Cup, but we got there in the end. And um, listen, Optus Sport was pretty rocky at the start when uh, they got the rights for the World Cup. And I mean... I think their coverage of the Premier League is uh, absolutely fantastic. So, you know, I, I'm not throwing any stones at uh, Channel 10. Uh, can't get any worse. Um, but, uh, I mean, I don't think it was that bad anyway. I mean, it just was... Like minutes. I mean, I mean, it's not the end of the world. I mean, that that World Cup game, I remember, was Egypt and uh, Saudi Arabia. I think I missed 50 minutes of the game, and this is the World Cup. Yeah. Um, but still, it, I, I think they did a pretty good job, and... Um, Channel 10's beating up uh, a lot of promotion for it. There was a good interview there with Simon Hill on Channel 10. So it's 
it's it's refreshing that we can look forward to a very positive um, season, especially when it comes to the media. I mean, if Channel 10 is anyone going to cover it, I think they're doing a pretty good job. Well, actually, I've, I've been seeing a lot more of football news. Uh, there's been a bit more on 7 and ABC. I watch ABC News and um, they've been doing plenty of football news recently, which has been uh, awesome to see. Yeah. Um, I think Channel 10, yeah, like I said, they started well. The World Cup presentation was really good. And to be able to watch it on HD, just on a live channel, that, that was awesome. But uh, also, um, the, the FA Cup stuff has been a bit interesting because, like I said, it, it was a bit of a rocky start. Uh, they've also picked up all of the AFC Asian Champions League. Oh, yeah, that's, that's great too. So you could watch all of those. Uh, I'm not sure how the whole replace are going so hopefully they figure that out and when the a-league moves to paramount i think that will be a bit quicker that they'll have you know full match replays on you know the next day and stuff like that uh, for people who miss but the whole 10 play um on the computer or on your phone the layout sucks like because it is just live tv you go to a live tv channel like section and, and you've got to kind of search and it's a bit clunky so hopefully they just kind of figure that out because I, I guess 10 plays never really had something like this it, it's been a while so if they can tweak just the interface make it a bit more user-friendly that would be fantastic so that people don't have to you know sit there and scroll in for ages just to find yeah because I, I yeah like you said i don't think they've ever had anything like this because you know if, if you want to watch neighbors or god forbid the project don't watch the project on your phone, like, what are you doing? Just watch it on TV. Like, but who cares if you miss an episode? Like, but yeah, like live sport streaming, I don't think they've done it. They might have done yeah. when they had the Big Bash League, but no, they haven't done it. So, I mean, I'm sure they'll, they'll, get, they'll be getting feedback and, um, you know, they might change, they might not. But um, so I've got no complaints from Channel 10 so far. I think it's, I think it's been good. I mean, you know, I could whinge about missing the first five minutes of the FA Cup, but... I'm not. I'm not that much of a silk to go on to forums and bitch about it. So, yeah, no, I, I think they're doing a good job. Yeah, teething problems. It, it's going to happen with any any kind of service. Um, ideally, when when they're starting off, same thing happened with Optus, and and now look at the quality. You know, um, technical issues are technical issues, and they're different to the kind of last season's Fox issues where they were more of a yeah, we don't care. We're not, we're not sticking around. We're not going to fight too hard. And they were constant. Um, yeah, which is disappointing. Like, if you don't want to cover it anymore, just don't be jerks about it. Just keep doing what you've yeah. been doing and then bid your farewells and move on. But, you know, maybe there was there were some people, obviously a bit higher up at Fox, that were just a bit a bit salty about um, covering football. But, you know, it doesn't matter now. Yeah. It's all in the past. And, and look, in terms of... We're in a weird position in Australia now. Uh, you, you need so many subscriptions to, to watch all of the football you want to. Yeah. Uh, I, I, I kind of listed off a few uh, the other day to some friends. Um, so obviously there's Paramount and Channel 10 for the A-League. And then uh, that's got the FFA Cup and Champions League for Asia on it. Super. <laughs> and then Optus gets you the Premier League and the J-League and the women's... Um, Women's Premier League, like English League. Yeah, WA, uh, FAWSL, yeah. Yep. And then, so that's on Optus. Uh, and then you've got 
stand sport for the Champions League and the Europa League, and it's a terrible deal. It is so expensive. Um, yeah, it takes me back to those Foxfells days where you had to pay 25 bucks for one package and then 25 for the sport package, yes, which is what everyone wants. And the sport package. Which is pretty ca- pretty crap from all reports that that's how it works. And that was the big problem that everyone had with Foxtel years ago when they had the Premier League is like make it more affordable. Everyone whinged that they wanted, you know, more transparent, more cheaper football. And now it's been split up whether you like yes. it or not because we called for this. Yeah, um, but yeah, from what from all reports, what Stan's doing is pretty terrible. KA is your way to go. How much is it, like 15 bucks and you've got all the, the Foxtel sport? Well, Well, when you had the A-League. Oh, 25, okay. But if you split it, like I I split it with a mate and so it's 12 bucks 50 for a month. And and on KO, you get get the championship, you get the Scottish uh, top league, you get Serie A, La Liga, you get MLS, um, plus all the other sports. You know, I watch one, I watch tennis, I get those sports on there too. Yeah. There's there's so many sports, so many sports on there. Which probably yeah, justifies so- the twenty five bucks, but twenty five bucks or whatever on Optus for uh, on Optus on um, Stan for Just what for Champions League, yeah. And what this cricket couple of weeks, yeah. So do they broadcast all the games? Yeah. Okay, and I think they do rugby as well. But who, who watches that? So yeah, there you go. Yeah. Alrighty. Well, um. This has been just a, a bit of a chill chat about some stuff that's been going on. But over the next couple of weeks, uh, there'll be more and more A-League news. Uh, maybe we'll have to, you know, get FIFA 22 out or something and, and have a bit of a slash Bradley's Western Sydney Wanderers career mode. <laughs> I, normally, I normally start off my player career mode. At, I think the last one I did was at MacArthur. And then I kept trying to get a transfer. The offers were like crap. And then Man City came. I'm like... I guess I can't say to Man City, but I don't want to go to Man City. But and then I stopped playing because I stopped playing. But yeah, anyway, yeah, no, there'll be definitely creative ideas. I'm definitely going to do some, a few jerseys, um, jersey episodes. I, I was pretty keen after uh, buying all those shirts the other day, so I'll go through yeah. my cupboard and uh, probably display them up on the wall behind me. Take down the world map. Yeah, and uh, you know, secret kit society or uh, what was it PFC? If, if you if you're listening. You know, if you're watching, it was yeah, Secret Kids Society that I bought from. If you want to do a collab with us, you know, yeah, we'll take a sponsor. <laughs> <laughs> well, well, we'll wait and see how good these video uh, our jersey episodes will go. I'll, I'll definitely do one. Samuel might, might not. Who knows? He's pretty busy at the moment. But well, you've got plenty of jerseys in the cupboard. Yeah, you can yeah, go through, true. explain where you all got them from. I get Christmas presents and birthday present jerseys every year. No. <laughs> Nah, but uh, it's been nice chatting to you again, Bradley. And uh, Cash Critics, we'll, we'll see you around. We'll, we're not far. Keep uh, remembering to leave likes and, and subscribe if you're new and you're enjoying this. And uh, we, we're creeping closer to that 300. If we can hit it before the next A-League season starts, you beauty. <laughs> All righty. Awesome. Catch you later. <laughs>